What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, so it's time for our weekly underdog sponsored video. Unfortunately, we don't have like a ton of props to go over this week. Uh, there are some really, really bad weather spots, and every site is basically just being like overly cautious and not really posting many, uh, many props. So I would imagine maybe on Saturday morning, uh, throughout the day on Saturday, they do kind of start posting some, but right now we're probably just going to stick to the games that don't have terrible weather. I'll say this though, when they post props for like the Saints at Browns game, the Bills at Bears game, I just wouldn't take any of the passing overs, um, really any of the overs at all. If you want to lean towards all the unders in those games, that's totally fine. Um, obviously, just like, you know, make sure the weather hasn't changed. Uh, but those are two spots where we're thinking pretty bad weather, um, worse than the Thursday night game, which was also bad. Uh, so lean towards not taking any overs there. Um, but again, most spots honestly have bad weather. So we're going to probably just stick to the, the good spots in this video. Also, a uh, quick shout out that all of these props and other ones that, you know, I didn't go over for the Thursday game, uh, ones that I won't go over, I'll post later. All of them are free rest of season on my website and I post them on Tuesday. So I mentioned this because some of them are really good lines on Tuesday. Then, you know, the books will adjust and be like, oh yeah, that's a terrible line. Uh, Brian Robinson, two of this week, they posted them way too high and so I can't go over them in this video because the props are like 20 yards lower than they were on Tuesday but know that if you check on Tuesday you're going to get some really good lines so what do we like this week that we actually can take first up Ken Walker um, he missed practice on Wednesday but he's coming off the ankle injury they've also said he's like very likely to play this week so I wouldn't be concerned about him not playing um, I just want to say like he missed practice but it's like you know, he's coming off of an ankle injury. Uh, we're at the point of the season where, like, do people really need to practice at this point? They're really just trying to make sure people are healthy. And especially him. Like, they they don't have Tyler Lockett this week. They might not have Goodwin. I think Goodwin's going to play. But especially for those of you streaming him, check that. Just make sure he's actually playing. Uh, but, like, they, there's a possibility they don't have both of those players. They don't have any, like, good running backs behind Walker. And so... My take is that they're just making 100% sure he's good to go in this game. I mean, they're at Kansas City. Like, they need to be at full strength to be competitive in this game. They're not. But if, like, Walker's also banged up, they just, they really don't even have a chance. And also, you might be saying, like, oh, yeah, they've been, like, losing recently. They're probably not making playoffs. Like, they still have a chance at the playoffs. And with a win, again, that's going to be tough at Kansas City. But in their minds, I mean, their playoff chance is more than double with a win. So they're going into this game all out using their studs. And let's be honest, like it's Metcalf and it's Walker and it's no one else. That's like consistently really good. Uh, Casey's also a very plus matchup for running backs. I just think they're going to have to lean on him. And I like the total yards. So the prop is 76 and a half total yards. So rushing plus receiving doesn't count passing. If that happens to happen, um, but I like that because there's a chance that like, you know, maybe they get down. Like it's just, it, this one's more game script proof. If they're up, he'll hit on the rushing. If they're down, he'll add the receiving to kind of like help boost them there. And there's also that chance that, you know, if Goodwin is out, if Lockett is out and they just like need more people to throw to, that he's going to get, you know, a boosted target share that's going to help him get there as well. So taking both in this one just guarantees like, okay, if they get down by like two scores and they're still like, still competitive right they're not down by like 40 
Um, but he still can get there in multiple ways. Doesn't just need the rushing. So I would take the total props or total yardage props. Um, after that, I would look at Daniel Jones over 242 and a half total yards. He's got a top five matchup for opposing quarterbacks. And the best part is he's playing in the dome. As I mentioned before, so many games this week. It's cold. It's windy. It's wet. It's snowy. You know, you want to look at the spots where people are playing, you know, in very controlled environments. My lean would also be to pick your favorite wide receiver to pair with him. He can hit this prop while none of his receivers hit their overs. Um, so maybe like he busts off a long run. Maybe he gets to like 60, 70 rushing yards. Then he doesn't need as many passing. And so everyone can kind of get to like 30, 40, not necessarily hit their over. But I like pairing him with Slayton. Slayton is their deep threat. We know the Vikings have struggled to defend wide receivers downfield, especially outside wide receivers. That's Slayton. And if Slayton can hit for a big play, it doesn't even need to be like an 80-yard touchdown, right? If Slayton can just hit for like a 40-yard play, that's, you know, basically guaranteeing Slayton hits his over because he's at 48 and a half. Like, you know, he'll need one more catch to get there. So he probably hits. It gives a huge chunk on to Daniel Jones in the passing environment and, you know, doesn't guarantee that Daniel Jones hits, but gives him a much better chance of hitting. So one play adds two players. And then my thought is, why not make it three? Because um, you guys have seen me, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out like two pick parlays are just not good. Uh, the math just doesn't say to do them. You want either a three bet parlay, a four bet parlay with insurance or a five bet parlay with no insurance. That's like what you should be doing. And so if you want to make this three on the same game, you want to pair it with someone on the Viking side who will also benefit from that big play. And to me, that's Dalvin Cook. Take his rushing plus receiving yardage over. Again, that correlates with we don't care what the game environment is here. He can hit rushing. He can hit receiving. He can do both. Like either one, no matter if they're up or down, he can hit. But like think about just like how plays can correlate to everyone if um, Dalvin Cook hits for a big play. It gets Daniel Jones back on the field. Needs to be aggressive. Can Slayton hit for a big play? That gets Dalvin Cook onto the field. The game is more competitive. They need to be more aggressive. Potentially, what if, you know, that play happens early and the Vikings are down and they need to start playing faster. So it's just positive environment for everyone. They like correlate positively together and they're explosive. We're saying like, oh, well, anyone could hit for a big play. It's like not, not really like, yeah, Hodgins could hit for a big play. Bellinger could hit for a big play. Um, Richie James could, but like. Their odds are pretty low. Like Slayton is the guy who, if someone hits deep, it's probably hit him. Dalvin Cook is someone who, if there's a big play, you know, it's him or Jefferson more likely on the Vikings. So they just correlate really well. And then just to add on, I picked Dalvin Cook because the Giants have just been destroyed by running backs recently. Everyone's found success on the ground against them. And so we look at Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's been like a featured running back. We know the touches are going to be there. And so if we know they're going to be there in a good matchup, well, it just makes sense, right? After that, I like Brady over 268 and a half passing yards. And this one is made even better by a promo the underdog is putting on. All you have to do is go to their Discord, fill out a form. The form takes two seconds. It's what's your new username? Which boost do you want? Send. That is the entire form. And then one of the boosts is Brady's total yards. So 
just pick that one. You get a nice little odds boost for the weekend. Um, I retweeted their post about it. So just go to my Twitter. Very easy. You click the link. It'll take you under 30 seconds to join the Discord. Um, go to, it's just like the announcements channel. Click that. There'll be a link. It's so incredibly easy. You do have to do that by 10 a.m. on Saturday just so they have enough time to like lock who sent it in, send out the prompts and or the, the boost, and then you have enough time to actually use them because a lot of the games happen on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like free. Like just it's so easy. Join the Discord, get the link, and now you've got a free odds boost. As easy as that. But why do we like this prop? Well, the Bucks are seven and a half point road favorites against the Cardinals. So conventional thinking is they're going to run it a ton in the second half of the game. They're going to be up. Uh, they're not going to be as aggressive throwing. And maybe that's true. But first, they have to get up, right? Like, And if they're up, let's be honest, on this team, it was probably through the air. It is pretty unlikely that their ground game is just ripping off like 10 yards per carry. It just has not happened yet this year. It's probably not going to happen. They're probably getting there through the air. But then two, think about kind of what I just said, like how bad they've been. This offense has just looked awful this season, and yet they're probably going to make the playoffs. Like, I think that Brady views this as a get-right spot and a chance for them to, like, gain confidence to close the year because they need that. They cannot go into the playoffs just, like, being horrible in pretty much every game, a a ton of consecutive games going into the playoffs. Like, their confidence is going to be so low, they're just not going to have a chance in the first round. So, If they get up, number one, it's probably through the air. Then number two, I expect them to remain aggressive and really just try and get into a rhythm offensively. And since you look at the other side and you see Trace McSorley, obviously not a good quarterback, obviously not someone we expect to continually be driving downfield, having long drives, taking the, uh, just like draining the clock, keeping the ball away from Brady. I mean, I expect a lot of three and outs, four and outs, five and outs. And so they're going to have plenty of chances to find that rhythm. So I'm thinking Brady hits this over a good amount of time. And if you want one thing to correlate with that and then maybe like add on something else after that, but you want something to correlate, James Conner, over 90 and a half total yards. He's played at least 91% of the offensive snaps in three straight. He has at least 19 touches in each game as well. He is obviously not an efficient player. We talk about that all the time with James Conner. He's not efficient. But if he can get to that 19 touches, which he's been doing every single game, he only needs 4.8 yards per touch to hit that over. He's been having an awful season in efficiency, um, even by his standards. But he's still above that, right? In every year of his career, he's been above uh, 4.8 yards per touch. And there's really nothing about the Bucs, like historically there has been, but this season, there's nothing about the Bucs that says, oh, he can't get to that mark. He can't get to, you know, 19, 20, 21 touches. He can't have a good game on the ground through the air. Like, I'm not super scared of this spot. And if he is finding success, if he can rip off a few big plays, if he can, you know, just help them get down the field and score, well, now there's a better chance that like, you know, the Bucs just have to do something because I said, you know, seven and a half. If they get up by 30, they're still probably not going to be overly aggressive. Like once they get up by a ton, they're not going to do a whole lot. And so if James Conner can continue to help move the offense because they're going to need him this week, then it just 
helps you know the game stay within you know 15 20 points which is kind of the buffer range we need for Brady to stay aggressive and then finally I like Brandon Ayuk over 49 and a half receiving yards he did have a dud last week but as we discussed in this week's start sit video the matchup was brutal last week this week much easier home versus the commanders Ayuk is seven and three hitting on this over in games that Debo has missed. So Debo has missed 10 games in Ayuk's career. Ayuk 7-3 hitting this over. One of them came in Ayuk's first career game. Uh, another one came in a game where Jeff Wilson had 200 total yards and C.J. Beathard was the quarterback. They just didn't need to throw the ball in that game. And then one came last week. So you can kind of explain the misses. In most games... He's hitting this over on average when it's not a terrible matchup. Um, I would say unlikely that someone's going to run for 200 yards against the commanders. And then this is not his first game of his career. Um, I just think like when we look at this offense, it's it's McCaffrey, it's Kittle, and it's Ayuk. And they have other players. They're going to mix in other players. But when they're game planning, that's what they're looking for. They're scheming very specific plays to these three. And I just think last week, it just wasn't a great matchup. The other two were honestly in fantastic matchups. You know, Seattle was a good matchup for running backs, a fantastic matchup for tight ends. So it made sense uh, that they would focus on Kittle and McCaffrey. But, you know, this week, it's a perfectly fine matchup for Ayuk. I think he's going to be game planned more into the game this week. So those are my favorite picks in a very gross week 16. Um, don't expect many high scores in fantasy. So winning lineups... I mean, are still going to be good, right? Because I would imagine when the semifinals, the best teams are, are typically left. Um, but this is just going to be a lower scoring week than usual. There's just a lot of spots that maybe it's two good teams going up against each other. Maybe there's good players. But the weather is just so bad that the ceiling is only so high on some of these games. So remember to uh, join the Underdog Discord. Get that free boost. It's free. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Uh, and again, it's under the announcements tab. So once you get into the channel, just look for announcements. You'll find, I promise. And again, the form takes five seconds to fill out. It's what's your username, which boost you want. They'll send it to you. So good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, have a hang the like button. Have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.